This is the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jessica Mikowski, Mindset Coach, Implant-Powered Athlete on a mission to guide all who are ready to great heights in sports performance and life. Through the 10,000-foot view, I share teachings of living awake with the sole purpose that we all realize our innate power to be the masters of our minds. It is with great pleasure that I welcome us all to season four of the Awake Athlete Podcast. Oh my gosh, 2020 is when it all began moving through me, and boy, it came through at a fierce pace. And I knew that I had to get this message out into the world, whatever the message is, the message of every episode so far and all of the episodes to come, the message that we all have the inherent right to be the masters of our mind, the message that you know our beliefs are just thoughts that we've practiced, and if they're not serving us, we can change them. And if we have behaviors that we want to shift, if we have relationships that we want to improve, if we have hardships that we want to overcome, that Without a well-trained mind, the path to get to those things that we desire in life, it's going to be long, it's going to be full of suffering, and the thing is, is that those long, suffer-full paths in life are all to get us to the same destination, which is, you have the right, the birthright, the inherent right to be the master of your mind. But the thing is, is that, man, the mind is lazy. And although this world is so on point with technology and uh, the evolution of all of that, we have become very reliant on distraction. And this is why, you know, I can't meditate because my mind's too busy. I really have a hard time shutting my thoughts off. Why does this keep happening to me? Why me? All of these things, we'll see how we have drawn all of those things into our reality. And if you have a busy mind, if you have a hard time meditating because your mind is uh, thinking all the time, instead of that being the reason why you don't meditate, It can also be 100% of the reason why you meditate. And you can see right there that that's just a mindset shift because meditation is not about stopping the thoughts. Meditation is about making the mind, training the mind to not be so distracted, to not be so just indulgent and attached to everything outside of us, because that really is going to draw in misery. Because We literally live in an ocean of motion. Everything is always changing, and we have contrast in this world, light and dark, good and bad, easy and hard, rough and smooth. It's all right there. And the thing is, is that rough and smooth, easy and hard, all of those things are right next to one another. The difference is, what is our mindset? Where is our mindset going to? What is the go-to? Is it misery or gratitude? Is it, I hate this or I see this as an opportunity? It's all in this ability to shift our minds. But we have to yoke the mind, right? So yoga, there's so many ways that people define yoga, but Let's just, for this conversation, say that yoga is about yoking. It's about steering, you know, 
the tool for a specific purpose. And so in yoga, it's steering the mind. It's yoking the mind to be one-pointed. And it's incredibly important. Ah, This might be an episode uh, all in of itself. So I'm going to hold that thought because we'll talk about, and maybe the next episode, about how we can use our everyday life to yoke the mind. But the incubator, the accelerator is sitting with yourself in stillness and silence with your eyes shut and your mouth closed and your body not moving for a series of moments each day. I avoided it for a very long time. I mean, I did a lot of things. I'm sure I've talked about it already in previous seasons. I did a lot of things except meditate for many, many years. I mean, I have sought all the energy work and I've done the ayahuasca uh, way back when in 2010 before before it was cool. Um it was pretty cool, though, I have to say. But that was a long time ago. You know, this is, we're in 2023. That was 13 years ago. Um, you know, acupuncture, spiritual healing, uh, past life regression, uh, boiling stuff on twigs and bones on the stove to drink and help to heal my body when so much of what was happening in the body was such a byproduct of things that I had not processed, traumas that I had stuffed, fear that I was indulging because of my inability to harness the mind for specific purpose, which is to live the life I desire, to be the person I want to be, and to be a contributor to the world that I dream to see. So let's talk a little bit about this contrast, because I'm coming off two weeks of pretty amazing contrast. So let's see, it's Tuesday. The date kind of doesn't matter, but it's a Tuesday. And just a few days ago on Saturday, I um, did my fourth eight-hour meditation. The Saturday before, I raced Ironman 70.3 Oceanside. So when you look at those two weeks, and I was reflecting upon this because I wanted to record this episode right after Oceanside. I thought, oh, this is going to be a great way to, you know... Uh, kick off the season, and then I didn't do it. And I realized that after that eight-hour meditation, this all began to come through me, this idea of contrast, that two Saturdays ago at Oceanside, there's a lot of things that could have pulled me out. Oh my gosh, how about the cold weather? How about the cold water? How about the fact that I had this insane goggle malfunction that just wouldn't quit. How about it was the most aggressive swim I've had in so many years. Oh my God, kicked in the jaw, punched in the back of the head, swam over. And I think a lot of that was because I had to stop. Um, I think it was about six times to fix the goggles. And, um, you know, paces, I'm 51 years old. Like my bike pace and my swim pace, it was the slowest, I think, half Ironman swim I've ever had. But all of these things that are being on display for the thousands of spectators and all of the things that, you know, could have pulled me out. And the thing that I always had within throughout it all, it wasn't that I was denying these things. It wasn't that I was making anything outside of me go away, but it was this connection to 
to this calmness. It's really like this spacious anchor that's within. And that's truly what meditation is about. It's, It's not about quieting anything outside of you, including your thoughts. It's about tuning yourself to the quiet and the calm that's already within. And then what happens is that the thoughts aren't so loud and they're not so distracting and they're actually, they kind of cease, <laughs> um, which is true meditation, right? That state of no mind. The world is still crazy. There's a lot of light and dark out there. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of people doing wonderful things every day for others and for themselves. And none of that has changed, although somehow, well, meditation and living mindfully, um, my life continues to get better. Who I am continues to get better. The comfort that I possess within my own skin continues to get better. Even as I see this body that I live in, it's aging. You know, it's so funny, like 30s, 40s. For me, it wasn't until like my, you know, and I've only been in my 50s now for a couple of years, but getting in there and being like, whoo, whoa, the body is aging. So interesting. And, um, but even through that, having that connection to calm. Then fast forward a week to the Saturday of the eight hour meditation. Now, this is my fourth one, and they're all different. They really are. And as my teacher told me, you know, after you do your first one, you're never the same. And that is also quite true. It took me a very long time to get to this eight-hour point. I mean, I had been meditating, I think, for 11 years, 12 years before I committed to the eight-hour meditation. So if you're doing five minutes or 10 minutes or half an hour and you're like, what? There's no way I could do eight hours. Just don't rule it out. All channels open and just allow time to pass and you'll know when the time is right for you to go to an hour, to go to 90 minutes, to go to three hours, to do a longer meditation a couple of times a year. In season three, I did an episode called A Drop on Meditation. So revisit that for a nice rhythm for your year with your practice. So I would say the first, like, I don't know, five or six, I would say like five hours. I'm just estimating was, um, man, the thing that has been the same between the four of these long meditations is states of profound peace. I would say that that became even more apparent with the last one that I did on Christmas Eve 2022. And I felt that again, like just lost time, profound peace, and no thought. And that's when you really know that you're fully tuned to that calmness and that stillness within. Maybe there were thoughts there, but my attention was not on them. That's the thing. If you sit for meditation and your mind is really busy and you have all these thoughts, it's because your focus is on the thoughts, your awareness is on the thoughts. But when you train the mind to put your awareness on something other than the thoughts day after day into that calm within through breath Uh, counting breath, um, mantra, whatever it may be, feeling, you know, just feeling like um, feeling your feet, concentrating your mind on relaxing the body, 
feeling your heart, feeling your heartbeat. All of those things are you training your awareness, concentrating your mind to be one-pointed on something other than the thoughts. But something that I hadn't experienced to this degree was, man, it it, it was hours. I don't know how many hours. I'm going to estimate three hours at the end of the meditation where it was just work in the mind. And when I say work in the mind, the thoughts started to come in. My awareness started to drift to those thoughts and then it was bring it back. So I did relaxing breaths in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. I did a full yoga nidra class in my head and you'll have a few of those in this season as well. Season one, there's a bonus episode for Yoga Nidra, one of my favorite practices for athletes and humans in general, takes us to a very deep state of rest where our bodies and minds can really restore and heal. It's it's quite a beautiful practice. Um, Clearing the chakras. I mean, you name it. I had the toolbox out and I worked the mind and that experience really speaks to something that I've talked about before, too, is this the sacred hours of the morning for meditation. So when BJ and I, and he is also done for these eight-hour meditations, we get up at three. We have a shot of espresso. Beach may have uh, a couple shot more shots than me. I typically have one shot of espresso because I don't want to have to You know, I don't want to have to put too much liquid in me and then have to use the bathroom. We take Clark for a walk down to the beach. We come back. We give him a little like pre-breakfast just to put some food in his belly because he's very food motivated. And as soon as he gets up, he wants to eat. And then we start the meditation 340, 350 in the morning, and then we're done by noon. And in those that huge chunk of like four to five hours, the the world, our environment around us, our world in this local area of Carlsbad, and even the entire Pacific time zone is quiet. And that allows us to be able to tune to the quiet more easily. And What I saw was once the world started to wake up and it starts with the birds and their unrelenting, gorgeous chorus, and then a car alarm and dogs going for walks and, you know, just the activity that I can't even hear, but is happening in the field around me. That's when the mind started to get distracted. And it really spoke to the remembrance that getting up early and getting the meditation in before the sun rises is one of the most advantageous times to train the mind, but also to, for those of you that are struggling with the commitment to the practice or the regularity with the practice, to really take advantage of the quiet time before the kids get up, before your spouse or your partner wakes. And this is why I've directed many people into their closets and into their bathrooms because, you know, the creaking stairs or the door or things that may disturb others that you share your home with, being able to find a quiet space and returning to that space every morning in those quiet hours will really set you up for success. And the contrast that 
I experienced in these two weeks, Oceanside to the eight-hour meditation, you know, physically those days looked very, very different. But to sum up this episode, the work was exactly the same. The calm that I was anchored in during the 70.3 and the eight-hour meditation was the same. It showed up for me the same. And even though there were times where I needed to bring the mind back to yoke it, to train it, to be the owner of it in both of those experiences, nothing about the inner work or the mental training was different. And truly, that is what yoga is about. It's about navigating the contrast of this life, the waves of life, the challenges of life, the moments that bring you to your knees and the moments that lift you up, training the mind to navigate all of those things the same. The purpose of all yoga practice is to make the mind tranquil, to maintain a mental tranquility no matter what's coming at you. And I'll make a discernment on that before I wrap up this episode, which is that doesn't mean that you can't feel sad. That doesn't mean that you can't be so joyous. It doesn't mean that you cannot or will not laugh ever again. It means that you experience the very human emotions, but you've got that cavern of calm and spaciousness to really absorb this experience of life. I'm excited for the season to come. There's going to be more experiential episodes for you guys, yoga nidra, meditation, and corresponding episodes that will help us all take our mind training to the next level. Thanks for being with me. I'm excited to see what unfolds. And I'm so happy that you're on this awake athlete path with me because it's a really cool path and it's a really powerful path. And if you're listening to this episode, it's the one that you came here to walk. Are the messages in this podcast resonating with you? Is there a spark that has been flamed in a part of you that wants more? Get over to awakeathlete.com right now and click on the homepage link to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call with me. Because if not now, when? When?